1: Time for the Buck Balloon Show here on The Fan, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, 680-937-680thefan.com. Click and watch as we stream on our website. Get that mobile app. Sponsored by Beaver Toyota of Coming, Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com Download the Fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play store. Also, South Point Financial Services backing us up on the Smart Speaker listenership. South Point, the Mortgage Professionals. More at SPFS.com. 10 o'clock hour on the fan, sponsored by the Haug Law Group. Can't spell Haug without the U, the G, and the A. More at Haug Law Group.com. So a busy day lined up on the show. We got Chris Mortensen's going to be with us at 1020. Talk about the Brian Flores NFL racism lawsuit. Big news came down yesterday. Black History Month got off to a, a embarrassing start yesterday. Got Road Dog. He's got, I believe, some kind of uh, funk going on, strep throat or something, so he's out. Got Derek Thomas in, and also Sean Nerney running the show. They've got the teleprompter rolling. And uh, so we should be okay today. Came on the show. I was trying to do the uh, producer job, right? I was getting a social media post out there. And flat ran out of time. Learning. let's get to work.
2: Bucks. Big. Take.
1: Well, as I just mentioned, Black History Month got off to a shameful start yesterday with news coming down that Brian Flores had sued the NFL and three of its teams alleging system racism. So the good old boys club, otherwise known as the NFL owners, have been recycling the old white guys for decades, which I've mentioned on this station many times. And finally, somebody had the evidence and the guts To call them out on it. Brian Flores is willing to risk his coaching career to ensure positive change for generations to come. The Giants, the Dolphins, and Broncos right now are shaking in their boots. And so should the NFL, who quickly released a statement. Did you see this yesterday? Quickly releasing a statement saying the charges are, and I quote, without merit are you kidding me really 32 teams in the nfl one black head coach the giants have been around for 97 years and the g-men have never had a black head coach instead they hire that knucklehead they just end up firing And now the Giants have reportedly made a farce of the Rooney rule. Yeah, the good old boys club seems to be in a heap of trouble today. And let me be real on this. I hope Brian Flores nails them to the wall. Flores doing some interviews earlier this morning. And let's hear what Brian,
2: Coach Flores had to say about why
1: he's doing this.
2: Uh, We filed a lawsuit so that we could create some change. And that's important to me. I think we're at a fork in the road right now. You know, we're either going to keep it the way it is Mm -hmm. or we're going to go in another direction and actually make some real change where we're actually changing the hearts and minds of those who make decisions to hire uh, head coaches, um, executives, et cetera.
1: Yeah, we got Chris Mortensen coming up. His weekly appearance, uh, good timing on this today. Mort will be with us coming up in 15 minutes to break it down. How about Steven Ross, the owner down in Miami, reportedly, allegedly offering to pay Coach Flores a hundred thousand dollar bonus for each game they lost, heading down the home stretch to get a better draft pick. And Flores kept winning. Love it. They're saying that uh, his. You, you look at Flores the last two years. Twenty twenty, they were ten and six, nine and eight this year. So a winning record the last two years. And the word is uh, the clashes that he had with Stephen Ross led to the firing. Didn't have anything to do with what they were doing on the football field. So there you go. I got Bill Belichick involved with some uh, text messaging going back and forth. You know, as you get older and you get these new, uh, you know, the social media thing, I don't think Belichick is really up to speed on all that. No wonder he's making mistakes. I'm sorry. Doing the text messaging and all of that. I hope Flores nails them. It's what I hope. All right, a big day today. Not so big. Not as big as it used to be. National signing day two is what we've got going on today. As far as the uh, Georgia Bulldogs go, they signed 24 back in December. 24 players. Many of them are already on campus. And today they're looking to sign somewhere between four and six players. And locally, the big news is defensive lineman Kristen Miller from Cedar Grove High School in Ellenwood, Metro Atlanta, All-American four-star defensive tackle, will announce coming up at 11.45 from the Cedar Grove Cafeteria, he will announce where he will be going to school. Will it be Georgia? Will it be Ohio State? John Michaels, will it be Miami? Will it be Florida A&M? Hey, don't laugh. The top-rated player in this 2022 class is going to Jackson State. And then also Oregon is thrown in there. So I believe he probably is going to have five hats on the table. And then coming up at 1145, we'll pick one of those hats and announce where he is going to school. Uh, Kristen Miller, very impressive dude. In fact, this we talked about it earlier this week. Trey Scott, the defensive line coach at Georgia, has done a marvelous job of recruiting defensive linemen in this 2022 class. You got Michael Williams out of Columbus. You got Bear Alexander out of Texas and IMG. You got Sean Washington out of New Orleans. You got Marvin Jones Jr. out of Fort Lauderdale. You add Kristen Miller to this list, and boy, it even looks even more impressive. We'll find out what he does later this morning. Uh, If you're wondering about the complete signing class after it's done today, Georgia signing four to six guys in this class. Uh, They will end up with two of the top three rated players in the state of Georgia. Two of the top three. Michael Williams and Malachi Starks. They will sign three of the top eight. Oscar Delp will be in that. Four of the top ten and eight of the top 20 players. If Kristen Miller comes to Georgia. Kirby Smart and his coaching staff will sign eight of the top 20 players in the state of Georgia. Very impressive. Georgia has long been known as a hotbed, a fertile recruiting ground for high school football players. And so uh, Bulldog fans all along said, all you got to do really is lock down the state year to year, get a handful of the top players every single year, and you got a chance to win the SEC and and play for a national championship consistently. Who are some of the other schools that have come into Georgia and really made some noise this year? Well, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. Three of the top ten players from the state of Georgia going to College Station to play for the Aggies. Bama got two of the top five. So they're doing some good work over here in the Peach State. National signing day number two. Not as big as the first one, obviously. We'll uh, talk about Georgia's class a little later in the Bulldog Roundtable. Time now for the Buck Blue Show headline, brought to you by Grease Monkey. (laughs) What is Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh doing on National Signing Day number 2? Well, he's not recruiting. He's not in Ann Arbor. Harbaugh is interviewing for the NFL Minnesota Vikings head coaching job. And the word is that the job is his. It's already his. They've already determined they're hiring Jim Harbaugh to be the Vikings' next head coach.
2: Who's got it better than us? Nobody!
1: Mort coming up, in Ted, I'm going to ask him about this. Michigan, if you're wondering, they've already assembled a top-10 recruiting class in this 2022 period. Number eight, 24-7 sports has Michigan number eight coming into today. So who does Michigan hire with Harbaugh moving on? Well, you got a running back coach, Mike Hart, this highly thought of. You've got an offensive coordinator, been on the job for a year at Michigan. Josh Gaddis did a wonderful job this year helping lead Michigan to the college football playoffs. He's a guy, if you're going to keep it in house, look at Mike Hart and Josh Gaddis on that Michigan staff already. Then you got some guys that you've heard of. Uh, the Panthers head coach Matt Rule might be in the job market, might be willing to jump back to the college level, did a good job at Baylor. Where it is, Michigan would we'll look at him. Bill O'Brien, possibly Belichick's next offensive coordinator, coming off a year with Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. Bill O'Brien has been mentioned as a candidate for uh, when Harbaugh leaves for the Vikings job. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, highly thought of. And Matt Campbell would be a guy I'm sure they would look at really hard. Another Big Ten coach, P.J. Fleck out of Minnesota would be another guy they might be looking to hire. But this seems to be a done deal that Harbaugh will jump and leave Michigan and take the Minnesota Vikings job. That should be coming down over the next 24 hours. Otherwise, if you were a Michigan man, I would be wanting Harbaugh fired for going to interview on National Signing Day number 2. I mean, that's almost unforgivable.
3: I mean, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. So <laughs>
1: Sorry, Jim. But it is true. I mean, this is a big day in college football recruiting, National Signing Day, too. And you're interviewing for an NFL job.
0: You might as well just say I'm leaving Michigan at that point.
1: I mean, seriously. Reportedly, he said goodbye to a few people on Monday. <clears throat> Was not in the office in Ann Arbor yesterday. I mean, the handwriting's on the wall. Is that he's waiting for an official offer and to hammer out some details, and then we're going to see the news drop. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey oil changes and more the work's done fast the work's done right visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations and special offers good day to have nfl insider chris mortensen on the show he joins me every week here on the buck Belue show and he's next here on the fan 680 and 93 7
0: what are your plans for your business this year hey it's tug do you want to expand and grow Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.
1: Hope your Wednesday's off to a great start. National Signing Day 2 today in college football. Used to be a huge deal at 680 The Fan. We're still covering it. We'll talk more about it coming up at 1035 in the Bulldog Roundtable. Got some big stories out there in the National Football League. And uh, Mort's going to be with us here in just a moment. Uh, Give me a chance to tell you about what's going on Sunday here on The Fan. 680 The Fan's golf expert, Brian Katrick. Broadcasting live Sunday from 9 to 10 from Fairway Social in Alpharetta. Have you not heard about this new entertainment venue where you can play over 100 of the world's most iconic and beautiful golf courses on 11 state-of-the-art full swing simulators? Join Brian for the broadcast. Enjoy exciting uh, dishes in the dining room. Relax on the rooftop terrace. Compete with family and friends on the Back 9 putting experience. Fairway Social located in the heart of Alpharetta, a short walk from downtown and the new Maxwell development, 240 South Main Street in Alpharetta. And that is I've been there several times, the food is outstanding, and as a golf a passionate golf fan, nut, uh that is awesome too, the simulators and outback with the putting experience is really 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 awesome. Want to invite you to get out there and enjoy that. So a, a big day in the NFL. Told you about Harbaugh interviewing for the Vikings job today. And then Brian Flores, obviously the biggest story out there. What do you say we break it down with our NFL insider and truest on-up NFL insider? And he, uh, Chris Mortensen joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line.
2: For the latest on the NFL, we turn to the fans' truest NFL reporter, Chris Mortensen. Presented by the Atlanta Painting Company, Atlanta's premier residential and commercial painting company. Call 1-800-PAINTING or visit atlantapaintingcompany.com.
1: More, great having you on and a uh, good time to have you on this week. We got big stories out there. I've already talked about Jim Harbaugh interviewing for the Vikings job today. What are you hearing about that, Mort? If I was a Michigan man, I'd be upset unless I knew that he had already been offered the job.
3: Well, Buck, as you know, it's an extraordinary uh, step to take and to be public on national signing day, uh, which is, uh, which is what is that. That's when all the, as you know, the, all the college players kind of, this is the fi- the deadline to, to choose your school. And if you're a college coach, you're trying to wrap up this class and make sure nobody waivers at the last moment. So what it tells you is simply that Jim Harbaugh wants to get back in the NFL. Listen, in four, four years with the 49ers, he took his team to three conference championship games and a Super Bowl that was closely decided. As you know, uh, he he uh, you know he took Alex Smith and kind of re- revitalized Alex Smith as a quarterback. And then when Alex got a concussion. He Made a i I think he helped develop a great quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. So, but the fact that he would do this on National Signing Day tells you how much he wants that Vikings job, and uh, it will be interesting to see if he gets it. And he's, he's fully qualified, there's no question about that. And we know he's upset with having taken a pretty significant pay cut last year at Michigan, so you wonder if it's like uh, you know, snubbing snubbing your uh, your, your, your whatever you do at, at your at your Michigan bosses. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and, of course, now with the Brian Forrest lawsuit, this will be interesting to see how teams, including the Vikings, navigate this.
1: Yeah, so you, it makes you wonder whether they are going to interview a minority candidate tomorrow after already offering the job to Harbaugh today. It sounds like a familiar storyline around the league. And, and more, and I saw your post yesterday on Twitter. You call this the most courageous and necessary thing that's happened in the NFL in 50 years.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, that, my 50 years, uh, you know, come after uh, what Muhammad Ali did and, and, and uh, the, the, the Olympics of 68. So I think it is. Uh, listen, uh, because this is a coach And Brian Forrest, who I believe has shown he is a successful head coach, hard-driven, you know, he he was able to dig that team out of a hole. He refused to tank. And I know when we started talking about tanking, I think, Buck, we probably have touched upon it now and then. It it boils my blood because I know coaches and the people, the support staff, how hard they work every day through most of the year, to win a game on Sunday or whatever day it is. And for an owner, if true, to suggest you go tank, uh, and you know, I knew how Brian Flores is going to respond to this. The reason that it's courageous is, yeah, he's in the prime of his coaching career. He There are still jobs available. He's willing to do something that could cost him his career, and I think it is necessary. It, it, it's necessary not to – Listen, seventy percent of the players are black in the NFL. I don't believe that seventy percent of the coaches in, in the NFL should be black. I think it should fall wherever wherever it falls. But we can't deny that you know Lovie Smith, you know, a black coach, was fired after a ten and six season, and he took the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl during his time. Uh, and, and 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 so Brian Flores, to me, is putting his career on the line, and at the same time as I've thought about it today, you know, I think, listen, not all owners have this attitude and and I can't read into the hearts of owners, but I, you know, I think it's courageous and that he's putting his career on the line. And I just have a feeling that maybe that he will be a head coach in this league again, because of this, because maybe because of that, he was willing to take this courageous stand Uh, and we'll see what happens. But I think it it was necessary. It was a necessary conversation, and it has a lot of layers to it, so many layers that, Buck, we could have four hours and we wouldn't wouldn't be able to cover it all.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it. And also because he's an excellent football coach. Exactly. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So, Ross, uh, telling him uh, to try to lose on purpose, right, get a better draft slot allegedly. And then I got a kick out of two of – He's trying to, uh, you know, break the rules and and meet up with some unknown star quarterback that that, uh, Flores refused to be a part of that, too, on the yacht was another interesting story. But, Mort, what do you make of the email or the the text messaging with Belichick and Flores that was going on?
3: Well, listen, and I've seen some people, (coughs) excuse me, say, well, you know, We've all done that, where we, 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 we have a similar name right. in our contest, and we, or we reply because we've got a text. Different group messages go, and you know, we, we send a text, and oops, I didn't mean that for that group or this text. We've well, all been there. I, I, I think we've all been there. But what it does tell you, that Bill Belichick was trying to congratulate one of his former assistants, Brian Dable. That's clear but he hit Brian Flores instead. And it took Flores just a couple of text exchanges to understand what Belichick was saying. He thought it was Dayball, and this was the day before he was supposed to go in and actually interview in person. He had done a virtual interview, Flores had. Uh, so you can imagine how demoralizing that was for him to get a text that was intended for Brian Dayball, yet he was still in line to go do his interview. And we've seen the denials. Uh, you know, and 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 it's go. I tell you, this is going to get messy because we know how lawyers are, and and the Dolphins are going to fight back. I mean, this, Stephen Ross is well known for all the millions of dollars he's given to social causes. He's hired a black general manager. He hired Brian Flores, but you know, it, it, and I think that you know we we know about that. You know, alleging the tampering thing, and 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 it's been reported that that quarterback was Tom Brady. It, it doesn't matter. The Dolphins are like, may come up with their own tampering allegations against Brian Flores. I'm telling you, it's going to get messy. And uh, at the same time, I think the league did the legal thing and just immediately said, well, this has no merit. Well, I think. But <laughs> they should have listened because we were talking about hiring practices, but in his evidence that he's provided now, I think he's going to need evidence on the Ross. Uh, hundred thousand dollars you know per loss incentive but either way the league if you're going to investigate tom brady for deflating footballs or yeah, exactly a field, right? and then you, then you ought to say hey on the basis of hiring practices we think this is without merit we've done all we can on the other allegations we will investigate no doubt
1: what should we make of brady the instagram retirement message not mentioning the patriots organization i know he he has mentioned the fans, but, but not the organization. What should we make of that?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, maybe he felt like he addressed it and I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, you know, when he, when he left there and when he, when he ended his career there and, and decided to become a, a free agent, uh, maybe he felt he addressed it then and that he will address it appropriately. Uh, you know, at when he's inducted into the hall of fame in 2027, I don't know what it is. I haven't spoken to him. I haven't had any communication with him, uh, and so clearly uh, he, he has stated before how valuable Phil Belichick has been to him and Robert Kraft, who has said he loves him like a son. Those things have been expressed. So maybe he just felt like he was going to deal with it now. now. Uh, but obviously there are people who follow the Patriots, fans of the Patriots, who feel like they've been snubbed by Tom. I think that will eventually straighten itself all out.
1: Yeah, I saw an episode of Man in the Arena a day or two ago and you know I, I couldn't pull myself away from it where he was so complimentary of being with bill belichick and yeah. and the owner back in the day so either something changed along the way the ending uh would be the likely guess or uh what you're saying is exactly correct
3: yeah i, I think i think that uh you know it's uh we might be reading too much into it and may, then again maybe we're not you know like Bottom line is, he, he, they created a situation where he just wanted to be free. He had given them 20 years, obviously championship-type years, and in the early formative years of Bill, Tom Brady, he would be the first to tell you that without Bill Belichick, he may not have progressed to the, to the peak of, of where he eventually did.
1: Mort, do the Bucs break, break, uh, break it down at this point, tear it down and try to rebuild it at this point? A lot of free agents. What do you think they do down in
3: Tampa? No, I, and we heard Jason Light, their general manager, who's at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, say, you know, this is this is going to be a rebound type situation, not a, not a rebuild. And so you know, they got some things to do with the salary cap. You can move money around. Gonna try to keep. The, they, listen, they, they're really good in the trenches. For the, you know, offensive lines in good shape. Uh, I think they'll re their center, Ryan Jensen, is a Pro Bowl caliber type of guy. The defensive line's in good shape. I think that they'll, they'll, they'll keep the core of that team, and now they've got to find the other puzzle, the quarterback. And I can't begin to tell you. I don't think it's Kyle Trask, by the way, uh, who, who they drafted at the bottom of the second round a year ago. So I, I don't think it's a, a, it's a total rebuild for them.
1: So we finally get Washington has come down with a nickname, the Commanders. What took so yeah. long,
3: Mort? Oh come on, Buck! I want okay, I want to put you on assignment to go figure that one out. <laughs> uh, here's the thing I mean, about it. We went it is, two years, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We went two years. We actually got kind of accustomed to the Washington Football Team. Now, I never did use it. Yeah, uh, well, I know you didn't. Uh, but uh, here's the thing about it: is the Washington? They were going to have to come up with another team. Uh, the Commanders is the team name, and okay, they're not the first franchise. Uh, or institutions that changed their name because uh, it just was uh, time to do it.
1: More, One more thing. Kenny Pickett down at the Senior Bowl did not get his hand
3: sized. Is this yeah. really a big deal? Not as big a deal as it used to be because we're seeing quarterbacks with a, you know, generally they want at least a nine and a quarter uh, inch hand. But there's also, uh, I've heard some personnel guys believe that they measure the hands erroneously. Uh, you know, that they need to change the way they measure the hands. And if a guy's been in the weight room, and has strong hands. Now, this guy does play with two gloves. Teddy Bridgewater plays with two gloves. Uh, it has to do with uh, if your hand's strong, strength of hand, control football, those type of things. But, I, you know, listen, I can tell you, he's had five years, basically, of playing football at Pitt. He got really good his last year. And I think that ultimately, I got a feeling based on what I'm hearing, he, he's, he's helping himself and the hand size uh, is not going to be a detriment to him. It doesn't mean, by the way, that he's in that elite class of guys who, who would normally be taken in the top five because this quarterback class has a lot of people who think it's just it's, it's average at best and probably below average, but he's, he may be the best of them. I don't think the hand size is going to be a big deal for majority of teams. Some teams it will. I, I think that, and I'll leave this with this thought, I think height, is now back being more of an issue than a hand size. Uh, because everybody, Drew Brees may have been the exception to the rule. And yes, Kyler Murray is a different type of quarterback. Baker Mayfield height has proven to be an issue that he has to overcome. Russell Wilson doesn't count because, you know why? Because Russell Wilson has a lot of other features that are just, I'm talking about physical features that fit the mold. But I think height is proven uh, that it's going to be important going forward for, for uh, when they evaluate these quarterbacks.
1: Mark, great to have you on today. As, as a matter of fact, great to have you on every week. We appreciate you, what you do here at the Fan, and look forward to seeing you next. Talking to you next week, man.
3: Same here, Buck. Take care. Thank you, Chris
1: Mortensen, our truest on-up NFL insider, joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, and it's time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content as you get to decide what we talk about next. Uh, As a matter of fact, we'll do this at the the final segment of this show today. Uh, So call in now at 404-231-1680. It's presented by my good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. Been with Infinity of Gwinnett for over 15 years now. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Thanks to our good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. And I believe we're going to do a little
2: no-huddle, aren't we? It's time to go no-huddle. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. All right, Buck. DT. Let's get right into
4: the no-huddle. Starting in college, what did you make of Kevin Steele jumping to Miami?
1: Well, let me see here. Uh, Miami or Maryland? Uh, Miami. Yeah. Right?
4: I mean, seriously. So, just got a better job offer. It's be an exciting time down there in Miami. A lot, of, a lot of reason to be optimistic. Yeah, new leadership
1: involved down there. No nonsense, guys taking over as the head coach. I think it just comes down to steal. We've all been there. Well, not all of us, but I mean, you got two job
4: offers. You take the best one, right? No surprise here. Makes sense to me. Well, speaking of options, Caleb Williams had some options. He has decided to transfer to USC. Your thoughts on that? And we
1: called it on this show You did absolutely. earlier
4: this week. Come on, he wasn't going to
1: Wisconsin. Seriously. It's cold up there. He's going to USC. His dad already, uh, reading the tea leaves, came out and said, we don't care about the NIL money. we care about development of his skills to get him into the National Football League.
4: Yeah, how about that NFL money instead of that
1: NIL money? Yeah, exactly. So, I think the handwriting was on the wall. We called it here on Monday. He was going to USC, and there he goes.
4: Well, Buck, we talked about Kenny Pickett a little bit. What is Kenny Pickett hiding? Uh, Hiding the small hands?
1: Smelled like cabbage. (laughs) Yeah. Uh look, he as I understand it, Pickett, he's he's got like a masseuse or something working on his hands, trying to flatten them out, so he gets a bigger hand measurement when it comes time for the combine. So he needed a little more time to flatten out the hand prior to the combine that gets under, I believe, the first of next month. Does that really work? Yeah, I, I believe it does. The small hands—that you know, no guy wants to hear that rumor going around that they've got small hands. Well, the president. Exactly. Well,
4: yeah, it didn't seem to hurt Joe Burrow. Apparently, he only had nine-inch hands, which apparently isn't all that big, yeah. and he doesn't. seems to be doing pretty yeah, well. Doesn't he, he? he? Seems to be okay. Joe Burrow,
3: a championship quarterback.
4: We'll see if he can be in the NFL. But back to college, the Florida, Florida State fans, Buck, are they upset about this new Friday night? Well, I saw some complaining game? going on. Yeah,
1: with, with Florida and Florida State, they're going prime time. This coming year, the day after Thanksgiving, a Friday night game. And I saw on social media, some of the fan base on both sides were complaining about the travel involved. I guess you, you got to go uh, to the family member's house. Oh, for Thanksgiving. Okay. For Thanksgiving and, you know, to get to the game now, you got to jump in the car and, you know, the day after. It sounds like a bunch of complainers to me.
4: They wanted to go Black Friday shopping? I
1: mean, seriously, uh, you got a primetime game on a Friday night. Everybody's going to be watching the rivalry. Uh, be happy with that. We got way too much complaining going on these days.
4: I agree. I'm looking forward to that already. I don't like that they take away from that's a prime high school football time, but still nice.
1: Yeah, the day after Thanksgiving and the playoffs are just getting underway. Maybe the region title game timing's not real good,
4: but prime time. Yeah, you're right. Eyes will be on it. That's for sure. Well, the difference are uh, kind of transitioning between the college and the pros at Senior Bowl. Practice started yesterday. What, uh, What did you see in day one of Senior Bowl practice?
1: Well, you know, I'm hearing that Kenny Pickett was the best-looking quarterback yesterday. QB one, they're calling him. And at one point, I saw one reporter that was there reporting that he hit eight to ten passes in a row. So very accurate with the football, short to intermediate. Throwing the football yesterday. Saw where Jermaine Johnson, we spoke about him yesterday, the most impressive player on the field in day number one yesterday. Jermaine Johnson, the former Georgia Bulldog, coming off a season at Florida State where he made some big noise down in Tallahassee. Had a spin move for a sack, winning a lot of one-on-one matchups against Kennard out of Kentucky. Getting the best of him a little bit. Sounds like Jermaine Johnson has got a shot to go in the uh, top 15 picks of the first round. He'd look good in the Falcons uniform, by the way. And then about. Channing Tindall, I hear, the Bulldog linebacker, weighed in and I think 221. But the quickness, the recognition, really showing that off at the senior ball yesterday.
2: There's your no huddle, Buck. No huddle brought to you by Roof it Forward on Buck College Football Today. All right, let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, first nightlife, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Glaw Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, national signing day number two
1: and the Bulldogs are waiting to hear at 11:45 this morning about a defensive lineman out of Ellenwood Cedar Grove High School Kristen Miller will choose between Georgia Ohio State Miami Florida A&M, and Oregon will be making the announcement 11:45 this morning this would add to an already impressive group of defensive linemen that Trey Scott will sign in this recruiting class. I had Rusty Manziel on the show last week, recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. You hear him a lot on 680 The Fan. And I asked Rusty, Rusty what was
3: going on with Christian Miller? Christian Miller's the guy. Christian Miller's the guy at a Cedar Grove High School, big defensive lineman. Kirby Smart's going to make his last in-home tomorrow night. This is a kid who's at the All-American Bowl. He injured his leg in the state championship game. He went and spent a whole week in our, at the All-American Bowl in Texas just helping coach, hanging out with those guys. Oscar Dell, Michael Williams, they were working him the entire week. Now, I think this is a Georgia-Ohio State battle. He's going to decide on Wednesday around 10 a.m., uh, so we should know by then. Right now, I would say Georgia – but it's not a slam dunk. Ohio State was in there last night. Kirby Smart will be there tomorrow. So both teams getting their last in-home visit. He will official visit to Miami this weekend.
1: Bulldogs looking to sign four or five guys today. Uh, Kristen Miller being one of them. You've got a running back out of Texas, Andrew Paul, who reportedly is down to Georgia Clemson and maybe another school in there. So keep an eye on that one out of Texas. And then you've got another big-time defensive lineman, defensive end, edge rusher out of Opalaka, Florida, Shermar Stewart, a five-star defensive end, is down to Georgia, Miami, and Texas A&M. Word on the street. He'll be announcing today he's going to Texas A&M. But Bulldog fans, keep an eye on that one. Overall, Georgia with the number three recruiting class going into today, nationally I'm talking about. So Kirby Smart and his staff have done a, uh, another big-time job recruiting the state's top athletes, and then hitting big-time players all over the country. Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs, another big day on National Signing Day. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable, National Signing Day 2. And uh, if you're uh, looking for a perfect gift to celebrate the dogs taking home the natty, look no further than Hex Head Art, made in the USA and hand-painted, it's officially licensed MLB, collegiate, NFL, and NHL items that are perfect for the fan cave. Go to HexHeadArt.com. Be sure to check out the new Bulldogs National Champions pieces and all the other amazing Georgia and Braves pieces. Be sure you use the promo code "The Fan" for 10% off your purchase. Go to HexHeadArt.com and upgrade your fan cave today. The Commanders, huh? We'll talk about that next. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: The Buck Blue Show on The Fan, Monday through Friday. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.
1: 10 to 11, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the show and the station. It's time now for our... Drive the Content, sponsored by Infinity of Gwinnett, and today we'll talk about the new name for the Washington football team. The Washington football team, that's now going away. All right, they are now, from this day forward, are called the Washington Commanders. So I was wondering what Washington fans, how they felt about the new name, and we don't need to go any further than a couple of 680 the fan guys let's bring on isaiah stewart valuable member of the 680 the fan staff longtime washington football fan so isaiah uh the redskins for 83 years and now you got the commanders how do you feel about this isaiah
5: uh buck uh, i'm a little indifferent man it's a kind of a bittersweet day for me because ever since i can remember i've always been a redskins fan that's all, that's all i've known uh it's not bad. It's not awful. I can deal with it. I'm, I'm kind of upset about the jerseys that they put out. <laughs> one of them looks like a bootleg Steelers jersey. Another one kind of looks like a Falcons jersey. Oh lord. But, as far, yeah, But as far as the name goes, man, I, I guess I, I'll have to deal with it. I'm always going to be a fan of the team. That's my team.
1: All right. So the Commanders. It's going to take some while. Are you going to order the gear immediately? No. See, but
5: I told myself this a while ago. I was like. Because uh, I, I'm I, I'm I'm a diehard Redskins fan, so I told myself I won't I won't buy anything until they get to an NFC Championship game. All right. It's it's been way too long since we've done any kind of winning, so and and that that owner that we have over there is not I'm not the biggest fan of him.
1: All right, so you're gonna have to go find a quarterback to be able to do that. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> if you want to come suit up for us, come help us out, Buck. All right, Isaiah, thanks for calling in today, man. We appreciate you. Thanks, Buck. Isaiah Stewart calling in the show. Let's bring on Brian Murphy, a longtime member of the 680, the fan staff engineer slash producer. We've worked some on Saturday, early on Saturday morning during the college football. Murph, how's it going, man?
5: Hey, good, Buck. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate you talking a little uh, commander talk here. Yeah, I
1: don't know. You and Isaiah are the most passionate Washington NFL football fans that I know. So, you know, I saw this story come down Washington is now the Commanders. I thought of you guys, both of you guys immediately. So, Murph, what are you thinking?
5: Yeah, I'm largely uh, with Stu there. Uh, commanders is fine as a name. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of NFL teams don't really make a whole lot of sense. So, Commanders isn't awful. It's a little underwhelming, though, that this is what happened two years. You know, this is what took two years. This is what they came up with two years later. That's where it feels underwhelming to me. I feel like they could have done a little bit better with two years to think this all through. Um, So that's where, where I'm at. I don't hate it and I know it'll grow on me, but uh, you know, it's a little, a little disappointing after the rich history that this team has.
1: So what do you do with the old gear and will you invest in some of the new gear coming out?
5: Yeah, I guess. So the old gear is vintage or it will be soon. So I'm definitely hanging on to all of it. I'll probably still wear that. I can't, I can't, get myself to buy anything new just yet i'm kind of with stew they need to they need to earn it the commanders have not done anything uh i mean the redskins hasn't haven't really done anything in a long time either so they got to earn that and then you know once they start winning and if they start winning is when i'll start buying in a little bit more
1: do you want garoppolo in there
5: oh no not garoppolo (laughs) no i i don't need a retread i need a guy who's a proven stud or a a, a rookie nowhere in between they've done that too often
1: Murph, how's the little one doing?
5: She's great. Going on uh, two years. It's crazy. Two years in May. and So hopefully uh, I've got a Commander fan on my hand. I'll, I'll try to raise her that way. But, uh, yeah, she's great.
1: Murph, we miss seeing you, man. Hope things are well.
5: Miss you too, Buck. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you later. There he goes,
1: Brian Murphy. He was a big part of the staff for years. Let's get to you uh, the final word today on the show. And it's basically the same as the big take at the start of the show. The good old boys club, otherwise known as the NFL owners. Embarrassing. And I've said it on the show many times, uh, not this particular show, but on this station many times through my 20, 21 years here on the station is that they've been recycling the old white guys for decades. And finally, Brian Flores had the guts to call him out on it. Willing to risk his coaching career to ensure positive change for generations to come. Giants, Dolphins, Broncos, hope you're shaking in your boots. NFL, so embarrassing, this release you came out with immediately that these charges are, and I quote, without merit. Give me a break. One black coach in the National Football League. Seventy percent of the players are black. And how about the Giants? Ninety-seven years, they've never had a black head coach. The Rooney rule has been a farce. And the good old boys club, I hope they're in a heap of trouble today. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. They'll take the baton. Hope you'll join me tomorrow for Thursday's edition of the Buck Blue Show, 10 to 11. Don't Freak out if you miss it between 10 and 11. Get that show podcast, and you can listen there. For Nerney and Derek Thomas and Road Dog Gillespie, it's Baloo saying have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck.
0: Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you, too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding –